everyone to the Apocalary Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Van Beek. Dr. Van Beek. Yeah. 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 I have to go a little heavier on the credentials because I'm doing Old Testament. You know, I'm a New Testament guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you're still a learned man. I, well, Lynn said that about me last week, but, you know, I think it was out, it was in surprise. <laughs> <laughs> like you scared her and she said get away from me learned man or something like that <laughs> no that's not <laughs> your much learning has driven you mad <laughs> oh nice nice tie into a piece of scripture there well done well done oh, well played welcome. sir yeah. well played sir um this week, and you foreshadowed it last week, you said we were going to talk about Jose, I mean Hosea, sorry <laughs> yes yes Oh, oh, I almost said something that would have shut our shut our podcast down. Instantly. <laughs> I'm glad I held off. Yeah. So Hosea, um, he's the first of the minor prophets. He's not actually the first. Like Amos was before Hosea, but he's he's the first one in hmm. here, right? <clears throat> as far as we know. And and he was <clears throat> pardon me, guys. He was eighth century. So this is always difficult to do. You go backwards in the Old Testament. So 8th century is from 800 BC to 700 BC. Yep. Right? And 7th century is from 700 to 600. So we're, we're, he is 8th century. So he was probably 750 down to about 715. Okay. Which means, and he's the only, he's the only minor or writing prophet, they say, the only writing prophet that actually came from Israel. There were prophets to Israel, but he's the only one that came from Israel. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was a prophet to Israel as well. Mm -hmm. And he he prophesied right down. If he's 715, you figure the Assyrian captivity happened 722, 721. Okay. So he was a prophet right through to the, the Assyrian captivity. Okay. So remember, uh, the northern kingdom, Israel... The 10 tribes, they go into captivity to Assyria, 722, 721. Then Judah goes into captivity to Babylon in um, 586. Okay. Okay. Right? Started around 705 with Daniel and the guys, and then 586 was was the exile proper. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the period they call the exilic period. So Hosea, so if we start reading, <clears throat> you can read that first little bit, and it just tells you the king said he was around with. Yep. Okay, folks, Hosea 1, starting at verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Hosea, son of Barry, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the kings of Judah, and during the reign of Jeroboam, son of Joash, king of Israel. Yeah, so those are the kings. So remember I was saying, whenever you're doing the prophets or even the kings, you should have a chart of the kings because they'll, they'll list the kings of Judah and the kings of Israel and when they were and when these prophets spoke. <clears throat> and those charts are going to help you tremendously as, as you're reading this stuff. So anyway, so, so those are the kings that, that, he was, that he was prophesying during their reign. And he was a contemporary, they say, of Micah and Isaiah, if that mm, helps at all. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. And now Hosea's ministry was as weird as anything that you'll ever read in scripture. Uh, the only guy that I think is weirder than Jose is maybe Samson. You know, <clears throat> you know, we teach every kid about Samson. It's, it's, it's probably some of the most difficult stories. You know, he does all these terrible things 
but he loses his strength when she cuts his hair. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's, and, and Hosea was asked to go and marry a woman. And you're going to read that. Maybe, maybe just read the first three verses. We'll do it like that. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> Folks, uh, Hosea 1, 2 through 4. Uh, four. <clears throat> when the Lord, <clears throat> sorry, when the Lord began to yeah, I know. It's like it's catching over the waves. Um, <laughs> when the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman, and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, son of Dibium. Dibelum? Dibelum. I don't know. Actually, and, and she was actually the daughter. Not the and the daughter. Oh, gosh. I said son. Wow. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, I had jokes there that would have also gotten us kicked off. <laughs> Leave that alone. And she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. Okay. Oh, you might as well keep reading since you did that one. Do six, do, do, uh, six to nine as well. Okay. In that day, I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. The Lord said to Hosea, call her Lo-Ruhamah, which means not loved, for I will no longer show love to Israel that I should all, or that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to Judah and I will save them, not by bow, a bow, sword, or battle, but, or by horses or horsemen, but I, the Lord their God, will save them. Keep going. Okay. After she had weaned Lo Ruhamah, Gomer had another son. <clears throat> and the Lord said, Call him Lo Amai, which means not my people, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. Isn't that tough? Yeah. Oh, you might as well finish up about uh, verse 11 too, the people of Judah. Okay. <laughs> uh, verse 10 now, folks. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted, in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, and they will, they will be called children of the living God. The people of Judah and the people of Israel will come together, and they will appoint one leader and will come up out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. Okay. So, so... That's the oddity of this story. And I, I like this version says um, Hosea was told to go and marry a promiscuous woman. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's an okay way to say it. Uh, uh, some of the versions will say he was told to go and marry a prostitute. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, her name was Gomer. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember Gomer Pyle, the old show. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so for us, it's the, the name means uh, it's slightly different than for them. But um, but there are people who say that he just married a, a regular Israelite woman, hmm. right? But because the land was committing adultery against God, that's why they said she was promiscuous. But most commentators will say, um, no, God actually told him to go and marry a, a prostitute. Hmm. Okay. Which, which for us is kind of odd. Yeah. You know, and um, so anyway, he goes and marries this woman and she has a son. Now, God gives gives his three children names that apply to Israel. So the first one is called Jezreel, which which means a scattering. Hmm. Right. I'll punish the house of Jehu. Um, you know, the he was the head of Israel and for the massacre at Jezreel. So Jehu, 
they, they had this massacre and, and Jehu went way overboard in this massacre and he's going to punish him for that. And I'll break, I'll break Israel in the Valley of Jezreel. So he says, I'm going to scatter you with this. This is preparation. I think, you know, for the, for the upcoming, um, for the upcoming, uh, the, um, what do they call that? The exile okay. for the beginning of the exile. Then he has another daughter uh, or he has a daughter and they call her low Ruhama. And that means no love or no longer loved or not loved. Mm. Um, and, and he says, so, and this child, he has to show that. I, I don't know why, like, like this, this is a thing with prophets sometimes. Do you remember Elijah? He had to lay on one side for, mm -hmm. for three years and then he had to lay on his left side for three years. And it was all, it was all about the famine that God was sending. Yeah. And, or for weeks, I guess. And he, and he had to, um, he had to lay in these ways to show what God was going to do in this famine. Um, he marries this prostitute, has a son, calls him Jezreel, has a daughter, calls him not loved, has another son um, and calls him Lo, Lo Ami, which means not my people or not people. Uh, not, not the, and so therefore he's saying to Israel, I'm going to scatter you. Um, you're, I don't love you anymore. You're no longer my people. Really, really harsh stuff yeah. against, against these 10 tribes. And, 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 and the three kids are not, you know, pretty well adjusted either i'm guessing it does your names <laughs> yeah, right. Right. yeah yeah i don't think gomer was a was a particularly happy woman <laughs> you imagine what's your name not loved oh well your home life is great i bet <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right that's right yeah and and not and not my people yeah yeah the scattering guy, yeah, maybe he's okay. Yeah. It has to do with the scattering of seeds, the whole idea of Jezreel. So then in, in verse 10, he says, you're going to be like the sand at the seashore. You, you can't even count you, um, but but you're not my people. And But the people of Judah are my people. Kind of a kind of a miserable, miserable thing. Yeah. And this is what the prophet has to say. And and that's the thing with prophets is, is they say really, really hard things. Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing because these are God's people. And I think, I don't know if you can say this or not, but, but you get this impression of all of God's people. These are his favorite. Yeah. Like, like these, these are the people that he really is speaking through. You know, he's not like the kings. He's not even like the priests because the priests in Israel, he, they're going to tell you later, they were terrible mm -hmm. because they weren't actual priests. They were guys that um, you remember, um, Jeroboam just picked a whole bunch of people and said, you're now the priests. Yeah. Cause I don't want, I don't want people going back to Jerusalem to worship. So I'm going to do Dan, um, and, and, um, Beersheba mm -hmm. Dan in the North and Beersheba in the South. And, and that's where I'm going to set up my temples and, um, and I'm just going to choose my own priesthood. And he's going to talk about that later on, but, but now with his children, he's trying to show Israel. And I don't know how, how it's actually playing out. But anyway, he calls his kids this, and whether you know, do they hang around him when he's doing his prophecies? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how it works. But but that's what Jose is doing. So then then we get on to chapter two, and I don't know if we want to read the. Let's just read the beginning of chapter two, and let's not read the whole punishment and restoration of Israel. Let's just read the first couple of verses. Okay, like maybe down to three or four. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. Hosea two, folks. Starting at verse one, say to say, uh, sorry, say of your brothers, my people, and of your sisters, my loved one, rebuke your mother, rebuke her, 
for she is not my wife and I am not her husband. Let her remove the adulterous look from her face and the unfaithfulness between her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her naked and make her as bare as on the day she was born. I will make her a desert and turn her into a parched land and slay her with thirst. I will not show love to her. I will not show my love to her children because they are children of adultery. Yeah. So, so, so that's the way that that whole thing is going to go um, between, between Jose and his family. Weird, eh? Weird, mm -hmm. weird whole, the whole relationship is really strange, but let's do verse number three now yep. or chapter three. Okay. Yep. So, Oh, by the way, so, so uh, Gomer leaves him. She leaves him for another man. Um, and it almost seems like she leaves him because this other person might maybe has money. Hmm. But also, maybe he cares about her. I I, I can't figure Jose yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so she leaves him and goes to another man. And then and then God tells him to go and get her and buy her back. Hmm. Okay, folks. Uh, chapter 3, starting at verse 1. The Lord said to me, go show love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites though they turned to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. So I bought her for 15 shekels. I bought her. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a Homer, about a <laughs> Homer and a Lethic yeah. barley. Oh my God. This isn't a Simpsons cartoon. This <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then I told her you were to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man. And I will behave the same way toward you. For the Israelites will live many days without a king or a prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones, without ephod or household gods. Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord and to his blessings in these last days or in the last days. Okay. So, so now God has told him, now I want you to go back and I want you to... So Gomer's left him, right? Yeah. And he says, I want you to go back and I, I want you to bring her back into your home. Mm. Right. And she's lived as an, as an adulteress. <clears throat> and um, I don't get the raisin cakes. <laughs> you know, love her as the Lord loves her. They turn and they love their raisin cakes. <laughs> yeah. It's a Dutch thing, really. You know, the raisin yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do with it. So I just skipped right through it. Without yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it, it's, it's all part of this, the sacrifice and the worship. Yeah. And he goes and he buys her. And I, I I thought this 15 shekels, and I almost said this is to buy back a slave. But in the New Testament, it was 30 pieces, remember? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And and here, but someone said there was something about that, about about him buying her back. The important thing is, is he goes and he redeems her. He, mm. he buys her back. So obviously the guy who was with her didn't care. Yeah. But, and, and, uh, the whole property thing is 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 very difficult, yeah. you know, for the for the woke generation to handle. I think, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just it's it's almost too much for us as well. But that's that's what God says. He says, "Go and bring her home." So He buys her with with um, with the silver, um, and and this barley, right? Yeah, uh, a, a bunch of barley, and then He says, "I want you to come and live with me," but but um, we're we're just going to kind of 
be uh, platonic, it looks like, in our relationship for a while, right? Mm -hmm. You're to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or intimate with any man, and I'll behave the same way toward you. So I'm, I'm not going to um, have relations with you, and, um, but you're going to stay with me because Israel is going to go into captivity. So again, again, what he does with his wife is, is to show what God's going to do with Israel. Mm-hmm. Israel, Israel um, both Judah and Israel have had good and bad kings, yeah. you know, since the divided kingdom. But Israel has had the, the lion's share of bad kings. Yeah. Like they've had mostly evil kings. They've had a few that were okay. Um, they've had maybe one that was good. But but Judas had a few good kings along the way. And and so he comes in and he and he does this with this woman. And all of this is to express to them what God is going to do. The thing that I don't know um, that's difficult for me is, is how this relationship, how how Israel knows about what's going on with this prophet. Mm-hmm. And how they know that what this prophet is doing has any relationship with with their relationship with God. Yeah. Now he's going to prophesy against them, and he did in 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 chapter two, and he's going to do it again in four and five and six and seven, eight, nine, and ten. But 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 God has has required of His prophet this very strange thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and you get the impression, and and I don't know. But you get the impression that Hosea's life was very difficult and God chose for it to be difficult to show what he was going to do with the with his mm. people. Remember, he loved Israel. He, he says that. He says, I, I love you. But, you know, and then he says, I don't love you anymore, of course. Yeah, yeah. By the second daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then he says, but he's, he's going to say, I'm, you know, things are going to come back around. He says, for many days, you're not going to have a, a king or a prince sacrifice or sacred stones because they're going into captivity. They, yeah. they can't do any of this stuff yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then after you're going to seek God and you're going to come trembling to the Lord and to his blessing in the last days. So when this is all over in, in um, and Judah's gone into captivity and you're all going to come back together, when you all come back together, you're going to, you're going to turn your hearts toward God. Mm. Almost sounds mm. like a Chuck Swindoll thing. Turn your hearts toward God. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and that's that's what he is claiming. Now he's going to spend the rest of the book with with very serious charges against them. Yeah, but but actually, most people that talk about Hosea don't go beyond this because mm. this this really is the whole story. Yeah, yeah, and and but we're gonna I'm gonna pick through the rest of the book and see what we can put together to show because it's going to be really tedious if we do the whole thing. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that's Hosea. Hosea is the guy who, you know, he loved his wife. Yeah. To show that God loved his wife and that Israel went astray. Mm. And it's it's a a strange thing that the prophet does. Yeah. It would it would have been an it, yeah, like you said, it's hard to know how it would have been received. But for those that knew the story, it must have just been like seriously. Yeah. This is what this is seriously what God has called you to do. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, they they may not even believe that part of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you're out of your mind, like like you're you're pulling stuff out of your hat to yeah to wow. um, to talk to us. Yeah. And yet, and and of course, the prophecy. Well, he he lived right through the the captivity, so eventually, um, what he said came to fruition, and yeah. they saw it. 
I don't know if that's enough canuppance, though, that you go, ha, ah, see, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're actually being dragged off into captivity. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This 40 years I suffered with Gomer here. See? Yeah. <laughs> but it is a weird thing because you think that God, that God's purpose in our life is, is for us to be, you know, fulfilled and joyous and abundant and happy. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and maybe he was happy through all this. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he was one of those guys who takes it pretty, pretty much in stride. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I can't well, say. And don't you think like one of the most scary things to think about is that God could be using our lives to bless somebody else or to teach somebody else? That's one of the. We hate that thought. I think. Yeah, yeah, and to me, I would, I would feel like it was punishment rather than mm -hmm. that I was doing something for God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know how to put it together. Um, I've known people um, that that I would consider prophets today, mm. but I've never known anybody to live weird lives like this. I've just known them to say very, very, you know, black and white things. Yeah. 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 And and because and I'm Pentecostal, of course, I believe there are prophets today. Oh, yeah. 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 Even this free church kid believes that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, Larry, that was that was excellent. It's an excellent overview to think of. This is this is just a, a guy who was called to something completely bizarre by our standards, and yet yeah. God used him to make it make an example to the nation. Folks, I hope you enjoyed that too. Larry and I are just getting started again. I don't know if you noticed, we started season five of the Apocalypse Podcast when we started this, so it was kind of fun. Uh, but we'll be back next week with another episode. Larry will dive in a little bit more on Hosea. We, like he said, you know, it could be tedious if we worked our way all the way through each and every verse. But let's let's hit the highlights and kind of go from there. But until then, I'm Steve. He was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse Podcast.